Well, John, it's getting to be that season. I wonder, do you have an alternate, like a seasonal pun bell that you could use? Yeah, how about this? There you go. Okay. I'll use that. Because it's beginning to look a yacht like Christmas. It's already (laughs) wearing it out. Here we go. Yeah. All right. Well, it is getting to be the season. Uh, and we've got a special reason to celebrate this season, uh, something that you and I have been collaborating with our guests today on behind the scenes. It launches today, the day that we're recording this, November 8th, 2022. Mm-hmm. Um, this episode will come out, obviously, in the future at some point, so it will be out. Um, so anything that we reference is available to our listeners today, and we got to get right into talking about what this is. Yes. Uh, <laughs> you tested my memory a couple weeks ago and said, remember how you uh, came up with this idea? And like, that, that was me. I don't really recall that but anyway the well let's just refresh okay. people since uh i'll refresh your memory yeah, again I'm gonna too, need that. we did tease Thanks. this out when we talked about with dane so before we bring our guest tj george on who that name might sound familiar to everyone just uh, I, I had an uh, idea one day and i was like remember the old days when they used to do these christmas compilation samplers you know on record or tape and then cd mm-hmm. so wouldn't it be cool if we could do that with like some of these modern yacht rock artists like page 99 and Christian Kratz and we'll ask the state cows and whoever else might want to do it. But then we could do that in collaboration with some of the quote unquote, you know, heroes and legends, wink, wink, yeah. um, that we look up to. And wouldn't it be great to have like yesteryear today going forward. And I said, but we could never do that because the labels will mm-hmm. get involved And how do you divvy up the licensing? And that's what you said. Well, well, if we do it for charity, then that might grease the skids a little bit. But also, people t- are more and more owning their own masters now. They're either getting them back from the label that originally had them or people that are making new music. There's so much uh, self-publishing going on that maybe maybe it could happen. Yes. So that was the credit I was giving you, um, which will probably end there. Mm-hmm. So um, then we thought, well, we know of a charity that would be a perfect match for this because we interviewed one Vernon Porter, people may know from Kenny Loggins' band and other things, um, as well as his compatriot, TJ George, who we'd like to welcome back to the podcast today to talk about this new project. TJ, welcome back. Hey, guys. How are you? Tom and John. Good to talk to you guys again. Yeah. Good to have you back. And Go ahead, John. Me? All right. Yeah, I'll no, go. I'll go. I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm kidding. Uh, yeah, so when we decided to do this, we reached out to TJ and said, you know, we, at, at least through the process of doing this podcast we've gradually been getting more and more bigger names on and what we've noticed all along is that almost completely across the board any of these artists that we've talked to from yesteryear are so engaging they're so gracious they're so happy to talk to us and willing and they're open and they're warm and they're friendly and they're just really happy about the fact that their music and the stuff that they love is still being appreciated you know, today through the, I guess, the lens of Yacht Rock. But, right, right. But we thought that um, maybe we could be the ones to start making some contacts for you to build out this idea of a Christmas compilation. And we thought of your charity. So maybe we should start there with a brief synopsis of what your charity is, Demand Impact. Uh, I'll let you take the floor from there and we'll just uh, go from there. Well, I appreciate it, man. I want to say thank you for letting me be a part of the show today. And I just am so excited about this project, mostly because I'm such a Christmas fan, you know, and um, it brings such fond memories, you know, of my childhood and growing up and camaraderie and, and, um, you know, childlike wonder. There's nothing quite like that. And, you know, that's never left. And I think music is the perfect example of where the childlike wonder hasn't left yet, you know, and it's still part of my everyday life. And we get to merge the music with, um, you know, Christmas and boy, that's just as good as it gets for me. But yeah, Demand Impact um, is a nonprofit that I started about four years ago. um, And it was Well, the catalyst of it was the fact that my son, Zach, was addicted to heroin, and um, it was a struggle to watch him go through that. And I had done everything as a father that, you know, you can do, put him through rehab and 
and um, worked with him in all of these different areas to try to keep him clean. But he was, you know, falling back to it frequently. And after uh, so much, I realized I needed to do something for myself to just put myself in a good frame of mind. So I decided to work on something that would be positive. And so I decided to uh, come up with a way in which I could merge my music with the nonprofit and we could raise money for the nonprofit. And it was to make a initial album, which we titled Heroes and Legends. And we ended up getting um, artists like Michael McDonald and um, Bill Champlin and Bill Medley and Richard Page to record songs, um, some of them mine and uh, two Richard Page songs um, for the album. And then the proceeds go to Demand Impact. And then we divvy out the money, distribute the money to organizations doing the good work of drug addiction recovery programs. And so that's how you we all interacted the first time. And your idea merged and meshed beautifully with, you know, what we're doing here. And, you know, uh, it just seemed like a perfect match, right? It was, and it was like the prototype for what we didn't realize we were envisioning. And it also sort of came to life. So we, John and I mentioned, you know, John, you mentioned that we are fortunate enough to have made contacts with some of these awesome artists from back in the day, and they are gracious and they are generous of their time and their talent. So we just thought we would, yeah, start reaching out to them in the way that you did um, the first time around with Heroes and Legends, just to see, could we generate any interest? And we did, and we'll talk through some of those yeses that we got, but what in particular, gentlemen, was significant because we had... uh, interviewed the man with the golden Rolodex, <laughs> I call him, <laughs> who just seems to, it's, yeah. he, it, he is the hidden treasure of buried treasures, this Christian, uh, Chris Christian, who yes. was, we, we interviewed and he's just got such an amazing past, but we reached out to him and he got actively involved and really supported the project. Chris is just an amazing human being, first of all, um, with a wide breadth of experiences, you know, as you know, with your podcast that you did with him, it's just, he's just an incredible, uh, what a story, right? I I mean, just an incredible story and the, his network of people that he's interacted with and he's an incredible, uh, singer songwriter himself. And, you know, all of put all that together with a beautiful heart and, you know, you just end up getting a project like this, right? Because he was, he understood what we were trying to do and he had a heart for it. And boy, that's just, um, that touches me, you know, that he was touched. And I know that you guys were touched too, that he was touched by that. Uh, touching you, touching me, I guess, right? Hey, there uh, it is. That's right. Um, but, you know, the other thing about Chris was that his business savvy was so good. Uh, he had a lot of ideas for us, but also just the idea that he knew well enough over the years that he had produced a lot of the uh, a lot of material, particularly a couple of Christmas volumes. He did some stuff for the Dallas Cowboys, and some of that got roped into these Christmas compilations that he made. But like Tom said, he had the it worked with the, I mean the biggest of names, and we'll we'll get to what those are. But the point being is that he was smart enough to know that I want long term to retain control of the masters, so that that meant that he could do something with them if he wanted to. When people like us come calling, he doesn't. Have have to then go to a record label and ask permission or pay licenses and all that stuff. So this forethought and this vision that he had a long time ago is, you know, bearing fruit right here today. Yeah, it just I was just going to tease ahead just some of the names that this then unlocked are artists like the Pointer Sisters, Al Jarreau, Patty Austin, and we're, our jaws yeah, drop. We're that's like, right. yeah, that's what we're talking about, man. This is going to be a great record. Go ahead, DJ. Well, that's right. You know, how many people actually have vision enough to see 20 years down the road like that? And he really did. And it's a testament to him and grateful for him to be a visionary like that so that we could enjoy this now 
Which I think then gave at least me more encouragement that, you know, sky's the limit. We can let's reach out to everybody. So we sure. really kind of did. Um, I was blown away, even with the people who weren't able to contribute songs um, because of logistical issues, being too busy, working on other projects. Um, they were very supportive. That's right. Um, it, it, we got encouragement back from just about everyone so thank you to even those of the the artists who don't appear on this record um but for those who did an extra thanks goes to them and we should probably get to that list of artists because i'm sure people are dying to hear who they are if they haven't already seen online that's right i agree let's let's talk about it all right all right so in um tj i'll let you kick this off because there was this weird remarkable like how stars align when we got this hodgepodge of songs, not even knowing who we were going to get ultimately. And we put them together. And then when we, you really organized the track listing, it all fits and flows, I think really well. Um, so you kind of decided, how are we going to kick this record off? And I think you picked the perfect song. Well, I'll tell you. Yeah, I, I agree. Well, thank you for the compliment. Um, I think they do all fit really well together and it's strange. And I told you this offline and I think this is, um, important to note. Um, you don't know all the songs that you, we didn't know the, all the songs we were going to get before we started this project. Um, you just have to move forward and then trust that good things will happen mm-hmm. and in fact it did and it almost looks like we planned to put all <laughs> these songs on the project just like it all seemed like i planned all of the artists that were on volume one of heroes and legends right but that wasn't exactly planned it was like i was just walking this path and they were sort of you know plopped out of the sky and landed in our laps and it's kind of like that on this project too yes would you agree? Yeah, for all we knew, we were going to get five versions of Jingle Bells, and then what would we do? <laughs> <laughs> we didn't know. Right, yeah, I had five. I could have sent you. Um, <laughs> but right. I would just say, if if he were here, Chris Christian himself would say, "There's no such thing as coincidences." So that's right. Yeah. And you know, I you know, I how much of a believer I am. Yeah. that this is a story that we are sort of writing right now, and. Um, you you know we're all part of this story together now and it's pretty exciting to have it happen and um so you know the first song that we uh chose was the pointer sisters you know uh christmas in new york And it's so poppy and so happy and joyful. Um, it just really kicks off the Christmas spirit, don't you think? Oh, yeah. It's uh, it's funny because we have these songs that came from, some are from maybe 80s, early 90s, and then we've got some newer stuff that was made recently by, uh, it, you know, and yet somehow, as Tom says, that it flows. And that right. sets such a perfect tone. And then... You know, I love how it sort of is followed up, but with the somewhat tongue-in-cheek reverse roles version of uh, Mark Jordan and Amy Sky doing "Baby, It's Cold Outside." I really can't stay. Baby, it's cold outside. I've gotta go away. Baby, it's cold. I think it's perfect timing at the right, you know, at just the right time in our our climate. Yeah. it's perfect, you yep. know, and it says everything. You know, and it's so classy, right? And I just got to put a plug in for that album that that's taken from, which is 2022 album. He sang, she sang, right. which I think that's hard to say, by the way, um, but is mostly covers. It might be all covers, but it's so beautifully recorded yes. and performed. I mean, it, it's just gorgeous to listen to. I've listened to it like 20 times and it's only been out a few months. It's really good. Yeah. I remember we, uh, that's where he has that cover of free falling on there. He did a cover of, I thought we didn't need another version of God only knows until I heard their version. And I was like, Oh, I guess we did. This is really good. Um, I, I just want to put a plug in for Christmas in New York. I think we started the record with a little bit of doobie bounce. So there you go. <laughs> us. Um, and then we move on, John, to somebody who you collaborated with. We start getting into this vision that, alt- you know, initially I had is like, could we get the artists from yesterday, the Mark Jordans of the world, the Eldros, the Pointer Sisters, it, on a compilation with some modern artists that we are trying to 
maybe just keep the sound. I mean, the Yacht Rockers would call it keep the fire, right? But keeping the West Coast sound alive, and one of which is Christian Gratz, who you've collaborated with in the past. Yes, and Christian was really... Uh, eager. As soon as I put the idea, I don't even think I had sent my email yet, and he had already responded. He wanted in so bad. He was. He said I had the perfect song. He was actually doing a gig, uh, like a hotel gig, because he also has sort of a jazz duo thing, and you know, he plays some uh, hotels and things like that, and uh, high end gigs, high class gigs. But he was doing a gig, and he said he actually went out into the, I believe it was like the foyer or whatever, where they have a piano set up where anyone can sit down and play. Went out there on a break and wrote the song. <laughs> he, well, wow. he had yeah. this idea in his head and he said he was he just he knew that if he sat down he could formalize it really quickly. So obviously not all the details there, but he essentially put it together right there on break after receiving my email while he was doing a gig. His enthusiasm is wonderfully contagious. Oh, yeah. Uh, it's just so exciting to interact with him, mostly because he's, uh, you know, he's just like we are just a uh, fountain of knowledge of, of the, you know, the history, the music history. And um, he feels it just like we do. And it's super exciting to just have those conversations with him. Yeah, he sort of intimated to me, even though it doesn't come through specifically in the lyrics, this doesn't really tell the story, but in his mind the backstory of the uh it has to do something with loss to no it's drug addiction as well even though he doesn't really say it in there but that's the person that he's referencing in the song even though it has a um uh nice tempo and even though it's a wonderful arrangement um the story is sad yeah and um but you know you you sometimes don't notice that because it's such a just a a transformative song in the sense that you it takes you to a place yeah you know and so then you didn't even realize oh my gosh it's actually sad but it is yeah it is but still perfect sonically the song takes the record to a place where i was hoping we would go firefall was working on getting a song to us mm-hmm. which would have been the more strummy guitar sort of end of the boat and that's where that's december from christian grass takes us um let's move on to another hat tip for our friend chris christian who contributed a song that has long been on my a very yachty yeah. christmas playlist <laughs> which i'll link That's to in the right. show notes and this is i don't know if it's yachty or smooth jazz but this song is have yourself a merry little christmas patty austin featuring kirk whalem on sax Really tasty song, you guys. Um, uh, it's just so uh, perfect, and it's the right fit for the for the next, you know, song. So yeah, I'm so glad that we were able to uh, commandeer that one. Yeah, that was one I really felt I had to have. I, I really <laughs> that's one of my favorites, but I really felt in, that I wanted that one. And as you said, that one, the the jazz, it's like the that's that modern smooth jazz R and B influence thing, and that's a perfect bridge to take us, as you said, next to almost like classic. 40s 50s jazz with the uh jingling in new england which is orleans featuring fly amaro the radio's on we're singing along with happy happy holiday cheer joyful joyful bells we're here we record we actually had uh i was gonna say we actually had uh lance hoppin on over the summer talking because they were touring and somehow we got on the topic of the uh 2021 album was it john which was the new star shining yes. another christmas album that they had done it kind of almost as like a counterpiece to their earlier christmas work 
But he started telling all these interesting anecdotes of how these songs started to sort of emerge, kind of in the same way that, you know, there's no such thing as a coincidence. We're going to have Lance on in a couple of weeks to talk through that entire record. But John, do you remember how this particular song found its way back to Lance via Fly Amaro? Well, Fly, I know, had recorded it entirely himself, and he has sort of a side project that he does that is more comedic than it is straight up music. And uh, I think when they were starting to put together the list of songs for that album, they were just kind of feeling each other out. What do you got? What do you got? And then they would take all those songs, put them together, figure out which ones they could maybe add other parts to and make them sound more Orleans-ish. So this was one of those. Apparently there was a Fly Amaro version, and then this is the Orleans version. So we've added in the Orleans players on this. All right, well, I have to uh, do, just do a quick segue here because we're going to tee up a contribution from none other than Mr. George himself. Mm. But it's a good time for me to mention that the only place that you can get all of these songs together as a unit is with this release of this charity album. That uh, TJ, what is the album called again, officially? It's official? called Christmas Smooth, um, Artists and Songs Classic and New. Hmm. Okay. Well, again, you can you could get some of these songs currently online. That's right. But you can't get all of them. That's right. Um, so, in limited time release by January first, this goes away. That's so right. Get out there and uh, make a, a modest donation to a very good cause. So, which leads us to classic and new. Your song, late December. Hide out in my room while I'm turning up the music. It's the perfect follow-up to Jingling in New England because Jingling in New England is such a peppy and happy tune. Yeah. And I always like to say, I'm not happy until you're sad. <laughs> wow, what a sentiment. I'm going to put that inside of a greeting card and send that out to all my friends. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> well, it, quite candidly, it's... Um, it's uh, a memory-filled song, but it, it does tend to uh, want to touch on something. You know, lots of people go home for Christmas and are really happy to do so, but some people really get anxiety-filled about going home. And, you know, this is for that percentage of folks out there that feel that and uh, just want to let them know that they're heard, too, and they, they know that we know they are there, mm. you know? It's a really nice song, TJ. I'm wondering, do you know, it's reminiscent to me of an artist by the name of Josh Joplin. Do you know Josh no, Joplin? No, I don't. You should look into him, and I think you might hear a lot of yourself in the uh, little audio mirror. Oh, interesting. Uh, so interesting. Very nicely done, though. John, what do we go next from, uh, or is there anything you wanted to add about that song, no, it's TJ, just, before we move on? No, I appreciate you uh, mentioning it. Well, it's quite possibly this is the yachtiest of all Christmas songs of all time. Could be. Christmas morning, Al Jarreau, and it's kind of a takeoff on the original morning. So here we go. Because it's December. It's so glad to have this song on this collection of tunes. It's such a joyful song, yeah. right? Oh, it so is. Did you know that um, Chris Christian and Nathan East co-wrote that with him? I didn't know that, no. Mm. And Chris Christian, I believe, God, we should have had him on, um, uh, co-wrote with Nathan East the Pointer Sister song as well. Yes. As well. They were sort of co-producing all that stuff. with it. I think they they all came from a, a same compilation that the two of them did together. So Yeah, it was called Smooth and Soulful, 20th Century Masters album. Uh, but listen to I, it, the Chris Christian credits alone on this album. Uh, composer, drum programming, executive producer, acoustic guitar, instrumentation, whatever that means, uh, keyboards, mixing, percussion, producer, string programming, and more synthesizers. Wow, well, I, I mean, the- yeah, but... <laughs> Did he order in lunch or what? I mean, come on. He sounds like jo- the John Nixon. <laughs> Jeez. So, again, thank you to Chris because his, his fingerprints are all over this thing. That Couldn't have done it without him. That song is so yep. smooth. So smooth. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. 
Speaking of people who will make you cry, uh, we had Derek Holt of the Climax Blues Band on our podcast Mm -hmm. months and months ago, and he told the story of how I Love You, that his hit song, essentially broke up the Climax Blues Band, and I swear to God. And that was all news to me, Me too, and I was welling up or cutting onions, (laughs) I don't know, remember which, but... um, which is a good segue to the song he contributed gracefully. Uh, a song that's been out there on YouTube for a while. It's about a uh, father returning home, I think, for the holidays <clears> and <throat> being greeted by his young daughter, who in this song, his own daughter, Hannah, has a speaking role. But this song is called Soldier Daddy. Got your message. Yeah, talk about a, a tearjerker, right? Yeah, the video especially, it really ties it together. So we're happy, Derek, now that we're sad. Yeah, so. yeah. <laughs> well done, Derek, well done. Yeah, TJ, you got what you wanted there. How do you like that? <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> All right, and, and then a good segue to, this is sort of a sneak peek of what's to come. This song, I shouldn't be complimenting complimenting my brother two podcasts in a row but this song is awesome this is the page 99 version of silver bells featuring the vocal stylings of dane donahue strings of street lights even stoplights blink a bright red and green as the shoppers rush home with their treasure I had been working with Dane, as you all know, recently over the last few months, and he's always said, man, if you need anything from me, you know, because he's so gracious and thankful for what I'm doing for him. He's like, anything I can do, you want me to sing on anything? And then I had the the perfect idea. And the idea of this one was when, when I came up with this arrangement for Silver Bells, I wanted it to sound yachty. It's got the, the, like the slow shuffle going on. But at the same time, because it was going to be for something like this, sort of an all-star cast kind of album, um, the original vision was some sort of miniature We Are the World kind of thing where different people would sing different verses. It eventually reduced mm. down to just two. Uh, Russ, who is our main uh, lead singer and vocal arranger, does the bulk of it. And then when Dane comes in on verse two and does some ad-libs later, the, the blend of those two is just beautiful. Absolutely. And so is the guitar work by, is it Colton that does that guitar? Colton Leatherston bringing the Lukather fire on a laid back halftime shuffle silver bells. I mean, that's the way page 99 rolls though. It's like every, you know, you get this nice smooth song and I always want the blazing solo over that. Sometimes the guitar players are like, really? That's what you want? Like, yeah, that's what I want. (laughs) We want the smoker. And then uh, TJ, we should uh, mention briefly because I'm reminded now, uh, uh, listener Kyle, ah. who got an advanced version of this song, and he texted me today. It's like, I got chills when I heard Dane Donahue's mm, voice yeah. um, on Silver Bells. But uh, Kyle is not only listener Kyle, Kyle is contributor Kyle. That's right. And he did the artwork, TJ, this beautiful artwork on canvas for the album artwork. Uh, you know, I so uh, Kyle is... I, another one of those beautiful human beings that really has a contagious personality and it's super enthusiastic and he like us loves the music uh it's in his dna you can tell and um y- you can actually see the music in the artwork and but it's so brilliantly colored and you know we were having these conversations as he was progressing with it and um i could even though he wasn't necessarily uh showing me a picture every time he was painting a picture with how he was describing it and i could see it Hmm. i could just simply see it and wow what a piece of work right and i'm i might be the only one who happens to know who all the silhouettes are on that oh you probably are in fact, I'm sure you are. You know, Kyle loves to give titles to everybody, you know, as he's the, the king of this, the baron of that, the, uh-huh. the you know, he, <laughs> we'd have to call him the Bob Ross of the Yacht Rock world. <laughs> yep. Yes. Draw a happy little Christmas tree. Now, is it true that there's little numbers underneath all those colored sections or... <laughs> <laughs> No, no, no. Okay. No, no, no. <laughs> oh, don't, don't do that to him. <laughs> he yeah, loves I me. am such a fan of it that um, we are going to actually auction off that original artwork, the oil on canvas, the physical piece, um, and all the proceeds that we raise from that 
will go to benefit demand impact as well. You know, so, whoever ends up getting that is going to be one lucky dog because that is a stunning piece of art. Um, you know, I'm holding it uh, right now, actually. Um, it's right over here. And the reality is it's super freaking cool and um yeah it's visually i i know we did a good job on capturing a picture of it but holding it in your hands is a whole other thing so yeah i'm excited for whoever gets that it will probably be me (laughs) that was something i did want to make clear is that in a modern world and we're old school guys this is actual painting on canvas this is not a photoshop workup this is the real deal no, yeah. Real deal, real deal. Well, speaking of real deal, let's okay. get back to the man with the plan himself. Chris Christian, John, contributes to the next tune. Uh, what do you know about this one? Uh, I looked it up while we were offline, and it is 1988, and that was where it uh, came from. Originally, it was the title track of one of his Christmas albums, I guess, Thinking of You for Christmas. Thinking of you this Christmas, wishing that you Yeah, isn't this song just fantastic in every simple way? I mean, I, it has all of the stuff that you want in a song. Yeah. <laughs> and it, it, it's got those vocals are so perfectly done. Um, I That's kind of like the production vocals that I love hearing, you know? Everything you'd want specifically in a Chris Christian song as well. It's like, Yeah, and Chris is, um, he's he is a big, big, big fan of... Uh, the Carpenters, and specifically Richard Carpenter's arranging. Yeah. And so going to yeah. what you're saying about those vocals, TJ, yeah. is I can hear the influence of that Carpenter sound on what Chris is trying to do. And so he pulled off exactly yeah. what he, he always wanted to do. Yeah. Well, he did do it. There's no doubt about it. Because you get, you get that feeling, right? Yeah. That whole Carpenter's feeling. Like, yeah, like you got a nice warm blanket around you. It's really yep. nice. So. Yeah. So, right. Tom, um, you, you, uh, why don't you give us the backstory on this next one? I haven't heard of who this artist is. Okay, so this is Santa's Coming for Us, mm. originally recorded by pop artist Sia, mm. who's yeah. huge. Millions of followers. The video for this song alone has over 50 million views. So this, But it was unknown to me as well. I heard it uh, driving with my daughter one day, and it's this bubblegum pop tune, but it's so infectious. It's like this guilty pleasure. I'm like, oh, my God, I love this, but I'm afraid to admit <laughs> that I love it. <laughs> um, and I played it for my wife. I'm like, listen to the song. She's like, what? I don't get it. So anyways, <laughs> when we started coming up with the idea for this, I'm like, I love that so- song so much. It's salvageable. It could be a yacht rock tune. And I went to you, John, and you probably thought I was crazy. I, I went to the lead singer, Tom Benevich. He thought right. I was crazy. My wife thought I was crazy. The only one who didn't think I was crazy was me. Well, your daughter, too, because <laughs> she uh, was in, yes. in on it with you. And she ends up singing the female vocals with my wife on here. So this is the yachtified version of Santa's Coming for Us. John, I should point out that you were a contributing factor to this. Well, you just, you gave me that song and said, what if Mm -hmm. we did this song with the Rosanna beat? And that was kind of the start of the same thing. And the uh, tempos were completely different. So we had to figure out where the tempo somewhere lied between. But that was sort of the genesis. And once we got that feel down, then it's okay. Well, then kind of almost forget about the original version and fill it in or like almost like what Toto and Yacht Guys would do on this side. It's got some Jerry Hay horns. It's got uh, averted Porter on bass, even though that's me trying to pretend I'm Vernon Porter. <laughs> 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 but that was a lot of fun and it came out great. Thank you, John, for all your contributions. You it. It's a great treatment and I would, if we just get half the amount of views that uh, Sia got on hers, <laughs> then, you know, for sales, we're doing pretty well. Yeah, this is true. Yes. Right? Yeah. yeah. So. We'll settle for a quarter. Right. All right. Well, hopefully right. Sia will hear it and maybe she'll promote well, there it. there you more. go. All right. Which brings us to uh, another wonderful gentleman that I think we've all met, uh, Bruce Blackman of Starbuck. Ah, uh, yeah. Who was gracious enough to contribute his version of Winter Wonderland. Gone away is the blue bird. Here to stay is the new bird. He sings a love song as we go along. 
it's jazzy. It's uh, you can just still hear tinges of Starbuck even with his jazz treatment, John. What yeah, but think? if you know anything about what Bruce has been doing over the last 20, 30 years, this is kind of the thing he's doing. It's it's got a little bit of a, a connection to the past, but it's um, it's a little novelty. It's a little jazzy. It's a little like old standards. It's all kind yeah. of that all rolled into yeah. one, and it's beautiful. I think any time that you can lean on old standards, you are doing all right. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Which, um, you know, this is not an album focus episode, John, but when we've done album focus episodes in the past, we always kind of overanalyze the song that you lead off an album with and the song that you close an album right. with. And this last was the last contribution chronologically, but I thought it fit perfectly as an ender. And TJ, you agreed. I agree. You wanted to leave people on a high note. It's and true. so we ended with... Uh, wonderful Christmas time, which is not a song I typically like. I agree with this that. version. Is yeah, this is by the Overnighters, and it's a bit yachtified. Well, that was it's it's kind of funny because everybody claims to hate the uh, McCartney Wonderful Christmas Time, yet it's got millions and millions and millions of spill, uh, spins every year. But it's kind of funny because this almost came about the same way that your August Red uh, Sia song came about because the Overnighters was a band I was working in that predated Page 99 only by a little bit. It kind of started the formulation of Page 99. It, it was part of the natural growth out of the Overnighters became Page 99. But when we went to do this one, I had the idea, what if I took that song, Wonderful Christmas Time? So I always liked the melody of it, and I agree all the synths are silly and cheesy. I said, well, what if I put a Jeff Percaro beat against it? <laughs> So here we are back to the idea of, well, if you put Percaro against anything, you can save it. I think that's, I think that's probably true. I you think know, it's I don't true. think, um, yeah, um, that's probably a good principle to live by. So I do, I'm, I do. I fully live by that. Well, everyone in the late seventies and early eighties was living by <laughs> that's it. That's right. Too, judging from the number of sessions <laughs> that's we recorded. Right. Uh, and that, ladies and gentlemen, is the yeah. record. Uh, it's 13 tracks, uh, the totality of which you can find nowhere else but demand-impact.org. Um, what else do you want people to know in terms of where to buy it? Because I have a very awesome announcement I'm about to make about some of the artists on this list. But, TJ, anything else they should know in terms of where to get it, how to download it? How much does it cost? Oh, it, it is $10 uh, for the whole collection. Um, we That's nothing. I think so, too. Um, you can pay more than that, though. You, yeah, that's just a suggestion. And you should. Um, but, yes, you, uh, and the proceeds of the sale go to um, drug addiction recovery programs. So, and not, not like 5% or 10%, 100% go to the cause. And that's really important. You know, I always hated when you hear, you know, organizations and you, you hear maybe that they're doing this work and, and only a hand, a bit of, you know, the percentage goes to the, to the actual cause. Well, a hundred percent is what needs to go to the cause. And that's what we did here on this one. And thanks to everyone involved so that we could make that happen. So I think it's worth pointing out too, to clarify all of these artists that contributed these songs have asked for no monetary compensation. That's correct. They said, here's, here's a donation, you know, Hopefully, it will raise some money for your cause, and I think that's very generous. And very generous on all of their parts, so we're very appreciative of that. Okay, are you ready Ready for the big announcement? Okay, here we because go. Because there's even more generosity. Drum roll, please. Tell us. So let's say you are so inclined to donate more than $10. Maybe it's 20 maybe it's 25 maybe it's 100 maybe it's 1000 Who knows? If you do so, the highest bidder will get their choice of a 20-minute personal conversation over zoom with one of the artists who have agreed to do this we may actually record it as a podcast um if that's appropriate or we may just hook you up directly with the artist whatever they prefer so if you are a super fan of say bruce blackman who has agreed to do this and you want to have a 20-minute conversation directly with the artist he has agreed to do so, but you have to outbid everybody else. Yes. So and we'll keep track of who's who's doing the and whoever contributes the most will have their first pick. Uh, which artist? That's incredible. So we have current confirmations from Bruce Blackman mm -hmm. has decided to do this. Uh, both Mark Jordan and Amy Sky. Yeah, so good. We're gonna do this. Yep. Um Derek Holt of Climax Blues Band. What a get. Uh 
fly a marrow, and I bet we can get Lance Hoppin of Orleans Ooh. to be a part of that. Mm-hmm. Uh. Um, who else? Did Chris Christian say he would do that? Uh, he was, it was originally his idea, so I bet he probably would. Uh, Dane Donahue has agreed. Uh, I've agreed. I'd do it. Yeah, I would do it. I don't know if anyone wants to talk yeah. to me, but yeah. uh, well, you know, I'll do it. But you know, <laughs> I'll probably have to be the one to pay for it. So you know, it's okay. <laughs> Still goes to the same place. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. <laughs> So, yeah, I mean, if there's ever been, like, oh, I'm a super fan of Mark Jordan, I w- I'd love to ask him about the recording of Margarita. Yeah. You'll get your chance. So, how cool is that? Mm. Very cool. All right. So, let's get those money cannons out and fire away. <laughs> um, it's a great, even if you just want the good music, it's it- that ten dollars is a bargain. I mean, I I shouldn't oversell it, but that's not even a dollar a song for these gems. Right. Come on. Right. Right. Yeah. Well, I'm glad this whole thing came together. It was just a dumb idea one afternoon uh, that turned into a brilliant idea because the likes of you guys helped me take my silliness and create something around it. And I could be more proud of not only what we've pulled together, but the fact that our music, each of us guys, uh, are alongside Al Jarreau, Chris Christian, the Pointer Sisters, these legends, Bruce Blackman, etc., Mark Jordan's on and on. So great work, gentlemen. It was all just a ruse to get that, so you could have your name on the same album as Mark Jordan. Ah, uh, yeah, wow, it worked. that yeah. is, and they fell for it. You played the long <laughs> game, and it the worked. Long game. <laughs> yes, for the first time. Well, this all dated back to all right. I, if I'm going to do that, I have to start a podcast to meet all these people. So. <laughs> So, all right, TJ. Well, thank you very much. Good luck with the sales. Keep us going. Uh, we will let people know how to get their hands on if they want to bid on that artwork or um, just all you have to do to uh, become eligible for one of these private interviews is to donate more than $10. Yeah, and I want to say thank you guys because, um, you know, in doing volume one, uh, we were learning, we were kind of inventing the wheel um, and didn't know how to go about doing the things that we were trying to get done. Um, but we we learned. And um, in doing this, we learned some other new exciting things, you know, and we will utilize that as we go about doing volume two, uh, Heroes and Legends volume two, because we're setting up a template, you know, as we do this sort of work. And, uh, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if, um, you know, we continue this as a tradition. I, I would love to do that. It seems like a fun thing to do. So, and, you know, the Christmas compilation, you mean? Yeah, absolutely. Why not? Right. I'm down. I mean, there's plenty of Christmas songs and there's, you know, lots of love for the season. So you never know what can happen, right? Yeah. We better get started now. That's right. Uh, yeah. Well, hey, <laughs> yeah. all right. Well, if there's any artists out there listening that want to contribute next year, please let us know. Yeah. We'll take it. Absolutely. Well, thank you guys. You guys have been a tremendous joy to work with. Um, it has been uh, my honor to um, get to know you guys even better. And you really are fun and super accomplished and know the music backwards and forwards. And I'm very appreciative of all of that. And you have big hearts and that means the most to me. So thank you so much, you guys. Mm. Yeah. Wow. He read all of that uh, that I wrote for him without (laughs) stumbling at all. That's right. (laughs) How'd I do? It's all in clean copy. Yeah. All right. Thank you. Merry Christmas. Happy holidays, everyone. And we'll see you next year. Right out. Bye-bye. And there it is. Well, season's greetings to TJ and to all of our Out of the Main listeners. Pretty exciting to see that uh, project come together, isn't it? Yeah, I think it's going to do a lot of good. I think we already um, saw on the pre-release a lot of energy behind it. So I think it's going to do some good. Yeah, cool. Well, it's definitely a good collection of tunes, that's for sure. Right, right, right. Uh, at very least, well, speaking of good collections of tunes, shall we lightning round? Oh, yeah. Do you have a special uh, holiday-appropriate sound effect for the lightning round? Oh, wow. I don't know. What what is uh, cold and sleet sound like? I don't know. I'm going with lightning. Here it is. So, there you go. All right. Okay. Well, uh, since it's the uh, season of giving, I'm going to give you the first choice. Would you like to start? Yeah, why not? I might as well. Mine um, is sort of a loose tie-in. I stuck mostly with Christmas songs. Uh, They do tie to this, but they're not necessarily... It's not a pure Yacht Rock-shaped lightning round. But I will start with the Float Your Boat section and just ask you... uh, I guess it's a little trivia question about the Carpenters. Hmm. Now, 
to me, the Carpenters are one of those uh, artists from back in the day, at least from back in our day, that have that sound that really comes to mind when I think of Christmas songs. They had a couple great Christmas albums. But anyway, do you know how many songs, if any, they have certified? Uh, and you're talking about the Yatsky scale certification, correct? correct. Yeah, correct. Well, I'm going to guess it's two. <laughs> I don't know. Was, I would think zero, but I'll guess two. Yeah, they actually rated two of them, but only one of them made the boat, and it's from 1982. The album was called Made in America, and it got a 61. The song was called Want You Back in My Life Again. So that is to at least qualify this as a Yacht Rock-related lightning round. Now, the song that to me is just an iconic arrangement of a great Christmas song from the Carpenters is their take on Sleigh Ride. Our cheeks are nice and rosy and comfy, cozy are we. We snuggled up together like birds of a feather would be. Let's take the road before us and sing a chorus of two. So certainly very classic. And and it's a nod, of course, to Chris Christian. He was so heavily involved in our compilation that Chris got much of his inspiration from the Carpenters. So that's also how it connects. Hmm, interesting. Well, I'll tell you how else it connects. I love the bass tone in that tune. So. <laughs> <laughs> that is probably either Joe Osborne or Carol Kay, I'll bet you. Huh. Yeah. Okay. Look that one up. Yeah. Uh, all right. Cool. Well, my Does It Float Your Boat is a tune that we brought up when we had Derek Holt originally on our podcast. Hmm. I think you brought the song up, but I don't think it was in the lightning round. But we talked to Derek Holt of Climax Blues Band about the song Teardrops. Now, I'm pretty convinced it's a great tune. I I know that. Uh I don't know if it's Yachty, though. It's got that uh, 6-8 Eagles groove to it, but... It's at its yachtiest when you get to the end. So I'm going to ask you to cue up maybe near the end of the last chorus and as much of the sax solo we could play on the way out. it's yachty either it's funny it's got almost the exact same tempo and exact same beat as my take on sleigh bells which is that halftime shuffle in a three four so yeah i'm gonna exactly for the sake of of my own sake i'm gonna call it yachty even though i know that it's <laughs> naughty <laughs> love the uh, sax work on that whole tune so that's uh, colin cooper who oh, I guess okay. is their full-time saxophone, at least on, on that record. So, mm-hmm. Well, and I thought that tied in because Derek Holt was uh, kind enough to contribute a song to the project. He did. Uh, Daddy Soldier. So, yeah, Soldier Daddy. S- Soldier Daddy, I'm sorry. Yep. Thank you. All right. Well, somebody else who contributed a song mm-hmm. was Al Jarreau. And uh, I think I've mentioned in the past my A Very Yachty Christmas um, Spotify playlist. This was one of the early entrants into it. I think it's fantastic. It's yachty. It's beautiful. I don't know that Chris Christian produced it, though. However, here it is. It's called Peggy Virginia. Kiss all the children. Tell them not to fear. Sleep time and get ready. Cause Santa's almost here. Message for Gabriel, would you call on Peggy Lee? Tell her that's not now, that may come from a few years later, but that has got all the yachty goodness in it, doesn't it? Yes, it yeah. does. It's a little buried Christmas treasure for you. Indeed it is. Talking about uh, Virginia, yes, there is a Santa Claus. That's what that references. So, all right, uh, what do you have for the buried treasure? I'm going back to the Chris Christian Connection. Uh, as you remember, from when we interviewed him, he talked about how uh, he sort of discovered Amy Grant. And yes. he had a uh, production partner, a close friend of his, that uh, when they got their production business started, Brown Bannister. And eventually he handed off, he being Chris, handed off the production duties to Brown Bannister over time. So Brown Bannister became Amy Grant's producer. And in 1983, she did a song called Tennessee Christmas. Well, I know there's more snow up in Colorado than my roof will ever see. But a tender Tennessee Christmas is the 
so that would be uh, that. That's my buried treasure. Trying to keep it all within sort of the the connection. So Amy Grant, Tennessee Christmas, nineteen eighty three. Remember when we had Chris on, we asked him to give us the yachtiest Amy Grant song, and he delivered. Man. He knew right off the bat, too. It's <laughs> yeah. like he knew we were going to ask, and you know, maybe he knew all of our tells. I don't know. Exactly. <laughs> all right. Well, what do you have for Off the Map? This off season? the Map. Well, this comes from 2017, an album called The Peace Project, and it was done by one of my, or no, not one of, but definitely my favorite contemporary Christian artist, and that is uh, the whole Hillsong Collective, Hillsong United, Hillsong Worship. This is from Hillsong Worship and uh, Taya, who sort of has carved out a little solo presence of her own, but they did sort of a revamping, a retake on Hark the Herald Angels, and they just called it Hark, and it sounds like this. Very nice. Yeah, isn't um, that cool? Just so we can relate to our new young demographic, um, I hear a tinge of Kate Bush in her voice. I think there probably is some of that, right? All right. Well, anything else to add on that before I move on to the final lightning round? I am ready. All right. So uh, off the map, mine mm-hmm. off the map is, you know, the, the charity project that we just talked about with TJ ends with an overnighter's tune. Yeah. The overnighter's being sort of proto page 99. Right. Um, and they had a Christmas... Uh, EP? What was that called? Christmas Cheer is what that was called. All right. Yeah, cool. Well, it's got some other songs that aren't quite as yachty as the one that uh, made it to the to our record here. So I'm going to introduce everyone to another tune of theirs, of yours, Okay. called This Christmas. And this Christmas will be a very special Christmas That's the one that started it all. That was the one. Really? That, I think so. I think that was the one that uh, Russ wanted to do, and that set the whole ball rolling. He was always the impetus for wanting to do a Christmas song. Russ loves doing Christmas songs. Interesting. Yep. Well, that was the one that started it all. It happens to be the one that is going to end this podcast. So, season greeting, everyone. Ho, 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 hoy. Palloy. Palloy. 